Hello, and welcome to part two of The Wayward Dream. This section is entitled, An Uneasy Alliance. Evil spirit? For one of the few times in his entire existence, Desmer was flabbergasted. How did you arrive at that conclusion? A small flicker out of the corner of his eye caught his attention. Oh yes, that's right. The nightmare he had borrowed was still active. His cloak was billowing around him like a menacing cloud, and his voice still rumbled like distant thunder. Whoops. He blew on it, and the illusion calmed. See? No spirit. He tried a friendly smile. The streetlight cast upon their stony faces told him they were not convinced. They wore woolen cloaks of dark gray to help them blend into the shadows with the emblem of the city's silver bobbin at their throats. All three of their swords were steadily pointed at him. Maybe not, the one armed with holy water replied. But it can't hurt to check. With that, he threw a rubber bladder at Desmer that burst on impact. Ow! Desmer rubbed at his eye ruefully. Why was it so gritty? Did you put salt in there, too? Naturally, the watchman smugly replied. Had it blessed by the priest this morning. You could have at least dissolved it before throwing it in holy water, and then at someone's eyes. Stars that burned. It's just as bad as what the sandman uses. If you hadn't fallen asleep before he got there, you'd certainly wish you did once he arrived, he muttered. Desmer scrubbed at his irritated eye for a moment before realizing how quiet the street was. He turned to the waiting watchman. The water ran down his clothes and dripped into the street. Sorry to disappoint, he shrugged. No spirit, like I said, but I could put on a bit of a dramatic show for you if you'd like. There was another long pause. That was just so... anticlimactic, the third watchman finally spoke up. He was much younger than the other two. And here I was hoping for some fire, brimstone, and all the I'll be back to have my vengeance, gah! Desmer and the other watchmen watched the young man pretend to writhe on the ground. Calum, you almost make me wish you could face another devil so you can get the need for drama out of your system. They are anything but fun to deal with, and honestly, I'd prefer a quiet night, said the second watchman, with his arms folded. I never said they would be fun, Narex, just interesting. Calum jumped back up. Before the creature showed up and the will-o'-wisp migration, nothing interesting was happening. Desmer watched the psyche lines of the three men as they spoke. It was clear that they had been together for a while. His first plan of playing them against each other evaporated. Then, his slightly pointed ears pricked up. Creature? Is that by chance? That's none of your concern! The first watchman raised his sword. We still have some questions you need to answer. Desmer sighed impatiently. The night was slipping away, as was his best chance to hunt down his quarry. Can you please make it fast? I've got something I really need to do. The only thing you've got to do is come with us for questioning, young Caleb said excitedly. And then there's the... He sighed. <sighs> His mood instantly falling. Paperwork. Desmer noticed the faint gray threads that all three suddenly emitted above their heads. Just like with the captain earlier, it seemed that the militia of Jebberbed had a strong dislike for paperwork, so much so that it occupied both their daydreams and their nightmares. 
He resisted the urge to smile. Casually, as though he were pushing back his hair, he beckoned those tiny threads toward him and spun them around a finger. A plan quickly formulated. I have a better idea, he said. Why don't you come with me for questioning and we can do the paperwork after our joint investigation? What? The unnamed watchman lowered his sword slightly, then shook his head. Afraid we can't do that. It goes against the regulations of the watch. But you can easily tackle several pressing issues at once. Desmer put on his most winning smile whilst twining the threads. You have to investigate strange happenings in the city. A strange event is happening. A stranger has also come to investigate the strange event. There are three of you, so it's not like I can escape or overpower you. And all that paperwork will still be there once we've finished walking, right? What have you got to lose? While he was speaking, he was tying their mini nightmare daydreams into one larger shared daymare. It was a risky move on his part. If they caught on to him meddling with their dreams, then he would unfortunately continue to get caught in their unconscious thoughts. There was nothing worse than being forced to find your way off a runaway train of thought. They hadn't caught on just yet, so he was safe. Once he caught the wandering dream, he would vanish with it before the mortals knew what hit them. And, with any luck, they would forget all about him. Caleb and the leader of the watch, who had been nodding through this um, slow recitation, but only Narex seemed rather unaffected. That trick you pulled earlier, he said. What was that, then? Simple sleight of hand, Desmer counted smoothly. One must pick up some tricks when traveling alone on the road. And what are you in Jerubid to investigate? His eyes narrowed. Word had reached us in Palor, so I had to come see for myself. With that, Desmer flashed a sheet from his identification paper wad, then whipped out a quill and a notebook. After all, the people want to know. Oh, great, Narex muttered to the leader. A reporter. We thought we had kept the situation quiet, then the leader of the trio spoke up. They ended up going with Desmer after all, both to keep an eye on him and to search for the city's newest source of chaos. How did you even hear of our troubles? News travels fast when you least want it to, Desmer grinned. Can you tell me, what sort of things have been happening? How did you even notice something was wrong? One of the beaded ladies' attendants was found outside the city, wandering as though sunstruck. Caleb volunteered. Rarely do her people go beyond their sector of the city. And shortly after she was found, seven more people were found in similar circumstances. All were delirious and speaking of a creature. And they said it has many arms and... That's enough, Narex interrupted, scowling at the junior officer. Since when do we speak with reporters, let alone one from outside the city walls? Hold your tongue! But Desmer had already heard what he needed. One, the dream had taken on a solid form. Two, it was big enough to strike several people at a time and... Beaded lady? he asked. Yes, she is the most elusive socialite and reigning madame of the city's cultural district, Ven offered. Few get to meet her, and it is nigh impossible to see her outside of her performances. For one of her people to be in such a state... He glanced over to see Nerex glowering at him. What? That much is common knowledge, he muttered defensively. Desmer sighed again. Three. The cultural district. It had found a lair where the imagination was more apt to run wild.
Have any others been found with these symptoms? He asked. You mentioned the first eight. Are there more? The three watchmen eyed each other warily and did not answer. There were more than, Desmer thought to himself, more than they want to admit. This was bad. The dream was getting big and fast. Time was running out. Remind me again why we need to stop here? Because things happen to those who violate the borders of the Beaded Ladies District. We have to ask permission to be here on official business. Ven rubbed his temples. It felt like it had been a long night, but it was only 2 a.m. At least he had de delayed the horrors of paperwork. Are those rules usual? Their unofficial captured reporter asked. Since when do socialites take command of regions of the city? It's not so much her, her doing as her people reinforcing it, Nerex replied reluctantly. There's something about her that inspires an almost fanatical loyalty in her followers. The Watch found it easier to work with them than to fight it, then volunteered. And you have to admit, they do a good job of keeping order in their sector. You're right, Ven agreed. Besides, suppose the beaded lady would know better about any unusual things in the city. She keeps to herself, but she does know everyone and everything. Going without her input would make things unnecessarily rough. Desmer resisted the urge to roll his eyes as he followed Ven. Mortals were always so easily impressed. He was ready to be underwhelmed when he finally met this beaded lady. The cultural district of Jeberbed was in the heart of the crater. This section of the city was still awake and brightly lit with attractive cafes, restaurants, salons, artisans, specialty stores, and venues for all sorts of performances, from puppetry to opera. The eclectic lived here, the perfect place for a dream to hide. There was a night bazaar being held. People of every sort were filling the streets. Desmer watched the watchmen as they entered the bazaar. The crowds parted for them with the vendors giving them wary looks. Several times he would catch a vendor giving a discreet signal as they passed, but he never caught sight of the recipients. They know we're here, Caleb gave voice to the thought. Through the crowd, Desmer could see several people who were keeping pace with them on either side of the street. At first it was difficult to catch a good glimpse of them. It was doubly difficult with all of the psyche threads weaving a tapestry throughout the crowds. Humans were so full of noise. He wondered how they could stand it. Such short-lived, small beings in a much larger world, yet containing whole worlds within themselves. Did they ever think about that? Was it overwhelming? Excuse me, a young girl stood in their path. They stopped. I represent the lady here and would know your intentions. Though they were in a crowd, it seemed that they were alone, just them and the young girl. Desmer wondered at this until he realized that he could not see any psyche threads trailing from her. It was as though she had a bubble around her that repelled the dream threads of Ugh. It was as though she had a bubble around her that repelled the dream threads of those around her. Not the watchmen's though. Those were tightly bound to him for the moment. When he glanced around, he noticed that the ones who were following them also lacked dream threads, and now he could single them out easily. How odd. Humans without psyche threads? Then stepped forward. 
We seek an audience with the Lady Anne, would like to request her assistance. Could you take us to her? After a pause, the girl bowed. This way, sirs. She led them down a side road, away from the noise of the bazaar. They were silent as they passed through the maze of alleys and side streets. Their shadows had disappeared. They found themselves in front of an elaborate tea house. The girl rang the, ba- the bell out front, and another woman opened the door. Her eyes briefly, briefly flicked up to take in the group of watchmen and Desmer before returning to the girl. They have come to speak with the lady, the girl announced. I will announce them. Thank you, Navinia. The woman gave the girl a coin, then opened the door wider. Please come in, gentlemen. The tea house was elegant, spacious, and smelled strongly of spices. Flowers, both living and silk, adorn- adorned most surfaces. The ground floor had low tables where patrons sat in small groups taking their tea. The crowd had money, Desmer noted. The easiest way to tell was by the size of their dreams. They were fairly small and tame. They went up a floor. Here they passed by sliding doors that opened to even more elegant private rooms. At the very end of the hall, there was an elaborately ornate door. The woman opened this door and gestured for them to enter. When they stepped inside, they found themselves in one of the strangest rooms they had ever seen. The room was absolutely filled with mannequins, feathers, beads, lace, silk flowers, and crystal bric-a-brac. It lined the walls and spilled out into the walkways, creating a glittering maze. At the center of the maze were three chairs, one of which appeared to be a throne. Smoke from incense burners drifted lazily across the floor. The room was suffused with a warm light that still managed to play tricks on the eyes. Please, wait here. The maid bowed and left them in the strange room. So does anyone else feel that this room is out of taste with the rest of the tea house? Caleb strolled around the room. Maybe this is a storeroom for extra decorations? But if so, why the big door? And they have chairs set up for meetings in storage rooms? Nerik snorted. I mean, it's not too outlandish. It'd be the last place you would expect to have a meeting. Caleb countered. Or maybe they brought us here so that the fancy patrons of the establishment could hide their indiscretions from the city watch, Nerex replied. And that's why they let us in by the front door, Desmer grinned. Honestly, I wouldn't know what to expect from the beaded lady, Ven said, his usual veneer of authority wavering. To be honest, I really wasn't expecting her to want to meet with us. But aren't all the doors of the city open for the protection of the watch? Desmer mused. Yes, well, not everyone likes a militia, even if they are needed. She doesn't need you? Desmer was watching the trailing lines of their psyche for something else he could use to distract them. The faint lines of their imagination surrounding the beaded lady could be useful, if they were just a bit bigger. While they examined the contents of the chamber, he tugged on the lines a little to see where it led. You are not permitted to toy with dreams here, dream catcher. A voice crept into his mind like a puff of steam on a frosty night. He froze. Who's there? He thought into the void, but there was no response. Who could have said that? 
There was no one else in the room save for the three other men. He kept a carefully neutral expression on his face as he pretended to examine the piles of glittering stuff. The half-buried mannequins in the piles looked like human-sized toys thrown haphazardly about. Their eyes flickered in the light, as though they were alive. They were downright eerie, and he'd seen some eerie stuff. Well, I have to say that I prefer this back room, Caleb finally broke the silence. It's less stuffy than the rest of the place, and there is more than enough here to keep us entertained while we wait. Remind me again how you managed to end up on the city watch, Nerex growled. They figured my boyish charm would help boost morale. Caleb grinned, then went down on a knee to theatrically kiss the outstretched hand of a glittering mannequin. My lady? He greeted the dummy and then turned back to the others. And let's be honest, our reputation has been all the better for my boyish charm. Yet we always end up with twice as much work thanks to your penchant for trouble, Nerex replied, yanking the boy back by his hood. Nerex, that is not the way you treat your junior, Ven wrapped a protective arm around the younger man. Desmer only half listened to the three continue to bicker. The longer they stayed in this room, the more he felt something was amiss. The sooner he was off this plane, the better. I agree, the voice whispered. I will help you if you help me. First, you must release those men. He whirled around. Only the smoke from the incense moved. That, and he noticed the dream threads he had carefully tied together were now unraveling. His eyes grew wide. What's the matter with you? Ven frowned. I thought I heard something. Desmer scanned the room once more. Please, pardon my interruption. The mannequin whose fingers Calum had kissed suddenly rose to its feet, the sound of glass chimes. And she started to walk, and as she passed the youngest member of the group, she paused to gently brush a finger along his cheek. You would be most welcome in my menagerie of pretty things with that silver tongue of yours. He blushed, but had the sense to stay silent. The men were frozen in place as the figure strode gracefully across the room. She slunk into the largest chair like a cat, perching her head on one of her slender hands. The light winked and twinkled off her fingers. The beaded lady, for it could be no other, was a tall woman in form, but what she looked like, none of them could tell, for every inch of skin was covered in glittering beads. Only her emerald eyes glinted through her colorful armor. Her entire upper half was covered in intricate bead mosaics. She had no hair, and one could tell nothing about her skin. But her form was lithe and willowy. She moved like the wind. Her skirt, made of chiffon and even more beach strands, rippled and swayed with every movement. The beads clinked and clattered, making their own music. She was both strange and beautiful. But my lady, Desmer stammered out amazed, are you also from the dreaming? Her eyes glittered in amusement, and something else. Not a single strand of dream thread hovered around her person. Everyone knows that the dreaming is a myth, she said, sitting back more comfortably on her throne. But I appreciate the flattery. Her voice was low, smooth, sultry. It isn't every day that the city's watchmen come to call. Are you here to help capture the dream? The night watchmen exchanged looks, 
I beg your pardon? Ven finally ventured. We heard there was a destructive creature on the loose, but I have reason to believe that this creature may be of the dreaming, she interrupted. You are here to capture it, no? Though she was speaking to the captain, her words felt pointed. When her glance flicked over to him, Desmer was sure. He was standing in the presence of dreaming nobility. How had someone like her found her way to the lower plains? And what kept her here? I will help you capture the creature, but I shall want payment in return. The three watchmen stepped back warily. What could we possibly offer a person such as yourself? Ven asked. But her eyes were on Desmer. Oh, I'm sure we can come to some kind of arrangement. And that ends part two. Tune in next time for part three. Um, if you like, if you're liking where the story's going so far, or you have questions, you know, please like the episode, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss anything. Until next time, may all your dreams stay in their proper places. <laughs>